All right. So, we're doing some new things today, and we've got all of our kids' own kids in the main service with us. And so, I got a question for you guys. And can you show me by holding up so many fingers? How many days do we have until Christmas time? How many days do we have? I see, I see five. Uh, I think, is that your hand, Justin? I think I see five. I can't quite say. Oh, no, that was, that was somebody. Um, is it, you hold it? Okay, I see two. I see two. I see over here. All right, that's how many days we've got. We've got two days until Christmas. Christmas is on Tuesday. And it's coming up. Today's Sunday. And with Christmas... There's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of expectation. And we've been doing a series here at GRX on expectation. Expectation as, and then we look at different aspects of expectation. Expectation is hope because we look forward to something and we hope for something, but expectation has hope. Expectation is patience because we're wanting something to happen, but we have to wait for it. So expectation includes patience. And today... We're going to look at something that maybe you haven't thought about, but expectation as change. That with expectation and with new things happening, what also comes into that sometimes is change. There's expectation in the life of Mary and Joseph. They're expecting the baby Jesus. And we're going to look at a passage where as they're expecting that and as Jesus has come into their life, they experience a change that maybe they hadn't anticipated. But the good news, the main thing to remember in this message of expectation is change, is that the good news is that even in change, God is faithful. So even in the midst of change, as we expect and experience new things, God is faithful. You know, for something, um, when thinking about our church as a pastor, one of the things that I'm expecting and hoping for is that we would grow, that we would grow as a community. And in that expectation, that means that things won't always stay the same here at GRX, that things will change. So if you were here with us last week, that was a huge experience of change in the worship service. Right? We, had, we had cardboard on the floor, very limited seats. The, the reset youth, uh, along with some staff people, really spent a long time thinking about and designing and strategically planning for that service so that we as a community might grow. But that created change. And maybe it was a little awkward to sit on the floor. And maybe it was a little awkward to be moving around. But it was a part of this expectation is change, that we would grow. So today, expectation is change. And the good news is that even in change, God is faithful. Here's the Christmas story as told by Matthew. This is the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, 1 to 15. I'm going to read the familiar part, and then I'm going to keep going and read a part that's a little bit less familiar for the Christmas story. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 15. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled 
and all Jerusalem with him. You know, now Herod was troubled because there's this new king that's coming on the scene and it would challenge his power. So that's why he's troubled. So the wise men come and see, we've seen a new, uh, who's this king of the Jews, a new king is rising. We've seen the star as an indication of a change of power. That's how they understood that in that, in that first century time. A star would change, something would change in the heavens, and it would mean a political change on the earth. That's how they interpreted that. That's what that is. So when Herod the king heard this, there's going to be a new king, he was troubled and all Jerusalem was with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ, that's the Messiah, Jesus, where was he to be born? And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophets, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, right? Kingship. For from you shall come a ruler, a king, who will shepherd my people Israel. This is the new king is coming, and Herod is bothered by this. Then Herod summoned, summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he, Herod, sent them to Bethlehem, saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Now, now that's a lie. That's a lie. Herod doesn't want to come and worship the new king. He wants to, he wants to capture the new king. He doesn't want the new king around. But that's what he says. I want to go and, and worship him. And after listening to the king, the wise men went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. These were valuable gifts in the first century. Now, I know I, I saw that GRX Christmas video recently, and I know that out there, some, some people might have thought that the wise men brought a penguin for the baby Jesus. Um, and, and uh, you know, we can talk about that. And I don't, uh, what I see is gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But, you know, we can we, you know, explore that. Where'd that penguin come from? But I like how you guys are tracking with this story. So they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They brought their gifts. And then the wise men, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, right, because he's lying, don't return to him, they departed to their own country by another way. Now, that's the usual part of the Christmas story that we hear, right? And the gifts and the wise men, and then it's, and then it's all good, and then, and then we open presents under the tree and things like that. But there's an incredible change that has come into the life of Joseph and Mary, brought by Jesus. And so I'm going to read a little further in the Gospel of Matthew. So verse 13, right after this, it says this. Now when they, the wise men, had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he, Joseph, 
And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. And this was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt, I called my son. So even the prophets had recognized that this was going to happen. So God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful in this plan. But I want to ask you, did you hear that? Did you hear that part right after the normal part that we read for the Christmas story? Did you hear that what happened, the change that happened in Mary and Joseph's life with the baby Jesus? The false narrative. There's this false narrative. And, and every so often I run into this. As a pastor, I run into this talking with people about the Christian faith. The false narrative is the belief that as a follower of God, my trajectory, my life trajectory will be steady, will be safe, will be predictable. And as a follower of God, like, I'll be trending upward, really. I don't want to be too arrogant or too proud, so I won't be trending upward a lot, but just a little bit. And that's my expectation. I follow God, I'm faithful, faithful to God, faithful to the church, and my life is going to just sort of safely traject upward. But that's a, that's a false narrative. It's living the status quo as a follower of God is a false narrative. That, that everything in my life will gently trend upward. My relationships, my financial well-being, my health, the way people treat me, my relationships, everything's going to just gently, safely trend upwards. That's a false narrative of Christian faith. That is not true. When you read the Bible, what the Bible tells us is expect change. The Bible tells us and shows us expect change. And the expectation of Jesus in the Christmas story ushered in a profound change for Mary and Joseph. One that they did not expect and one that they did not invite. And yet it was a change in their life. The regular trajectory of their life to be a carpenter in Nazareth was disrupted and changed. But the good news is that God is faithful. Andrew, do we have another slide that's there, the next one? Yeah. The Bible shows us to expect change, but that God is faithful. God is faithful. I'm going to do a teaching activity, and... um, this teaching activity is called Change. And uh, uh, Sarah, could you flip the lights on again? Because so, we're going to need to see each other. Um, so uh, you've probably never experienced this before, ever. Um, but this teaching activity is called Change. And so what I'm going to invite you to do, and actually I'm not going to invite you, I'm going I'm to tell you to do it, because <laughs> you have to do this, because uh, this is also called the I'm being repressed activity. I'm being repressed! Okay, so, Monty Python. All right, anyway, so, so what I'd like you to do is I'd like everyone, please, to stand up, and then um, you are going to move to an entirely new section, and then sit down. And by the way, a lot of people are crowded in the back, so if you can squeeze together and do that uh, when you find a new section, don't worry, there's going to be plenty of time to do this. 
uh, that's what the activity is. It's a change activity. So everyone, please, even if you're sitting on the back in the blue, you cannot sit back there anymore. You need to stand up, get into a new section, and then sit down. Go ahead, everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up and change. So I'm going to go ahead and keep going here. Thank you for participating in that. I really like how my friend Sean came and sat up here in the front. It's uh, great. Thanks, Sean, for doing that. All right. All right. So there was, a, there, was a, there was a learning purpose for that. If you're an experiential learner, if that's your learning style, experiential learner, you're going to really dig this. You're going to really dig this. But because I'm trying to teach you guys to grow, it's also a self-reflective activity. All right? So this is just, I'm going to do a little self-check here as a self-reflective activity to kind of check what's going on inside. Um, how did you feel? How did you feel? Man, that was the dumbest activity ever. That was, that was a stupid activity. All right. How did you feel? Were you excited? You could, oh, I get to sit next to somebody new. I was like, that's so exciting. Were you bummed? Were you frustrated? Were you readily participating? Um, did you fight it? Did you fight it? Um, did you not actually move at all? Okay, here's the self-reflective part. Are you open to change or do you resist change? Right? Now, I, I, I don't know who moved and who didn't move, right? I didn't, I'm not, not keeping score. You know. Did you move or did you not move? Are you open to change? Are you resistant to change? Now, the reason why I did that, and here's the teaching, is because in the Christmas story and the additional part that I read Matthew 2, 13 to 15 said this, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Flee to Egypt. Andrew, could you put that um, verse on the screen, please? Yeah. When they had departed, an angel said, Joseph, take Jesus and the mother and flee to Egypt. Mary and Joseph had to get up and move to a new country. I just asked you to get up and move to a new section. In the biblical narrative, God's saying, get up and move to a new country. Are we resistant to change? Are we open to change? This is what we're talking about. This is the Christmas story. I've got a map here on the screen that'll show um, where they've actually gone to. And the story of Mary and Joseph, you know this is not their first move. You know that a census was required, and they were living up in Nazareth, that's up in the upper right-hand corner, Nazareth, the little black dot up there near the Sea of Galilee. And they had to, because of government, because of a law, because of politics, to get counted in the census, they had to come down to Bethlehem. That's maybe about, like, I don't know, ballpark, about 60 miles. But, I mean, they're not, they're not driving, driving their uh, minivan. They're not driving their car. They're walking, right? And then they had the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. They get visited by the wise men. And then in a dream, flee Herod. He's trying to destroy the child. So then they traveled down to the bottom left-hand corner, and they traveled to Egypt. Travel to Egypt, maybe about 150 miles. They're walking 150 miles. 
they changed their places. When Jesus came into their lives, Mary and Joseph experienced a huge change, and they had to flee their home. They had to flee their home. I'm going to put a photo of uh, a, a young man, a boy. If you guys have been in Kid Zone, you guys have, I, I, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen this photo before. Uh, does anybody know um, this young man's name? What is, what is his name? Um, Micah, do you know his name? Right, this is Patrick. This is Patrick. Patrick is a 10-year-old boy. He is in South Sudan, and he is a refugee. He's had to flee his home because of danger. And Kid Zone, right now, you guys know these stories, are going through stories of refugees and learning about refugees. Now, now as adults, we know that immigration, refugees, it's, it's, in, it's in our political conversation right now. It's a very real issue within our country. And what's going on within the wider covenant church, the 850 churches that we are a part of, there's a wider movement and a commitment to immigration and to refugees. It's a way that we as a larger church community are responding to what's going on socially and politically in our day and our time. And so the wider covenant church is sharing these sorts of stories, and we're sharing this, especially with our, with our kids in Kid Zone. And the, why, and the reason why we're doing this is because empathy with refugees is a part of the Christmas story. Empathy with refugees is a part of the Christmas story. And consider this. Jesus was a refugee. Have you ever thought about that? They had to flee to Egypt. It's a new country seeking political safety because their home was unsafe. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were refugees. And that's a part of the story. That's a part of the change that sometimes is ushered into our lives when we say yes to following God. Now, maybe for you and me, following Jesus has never really, for us, ushered in such radical change where we've been persecuted for our faith, where we've lost our home, where it's unsafe. But we live in the Bay Area, right? We live in the Bay Area. And I bet for you, if your experience has been like my experience, there are places and times where we experience places that are unsafe, where it's unsafe to let people know that we're a follower of God, that we're a follower of Jesus Christ. And so I just have a little thought activity for you to be thinking about it, your own life, your own environment, your own set of relationships. And it's asking yourself, is it safe? Is it safe for you? Because maybe it is, but maybe it's not. I know what it is to live in the Bay Area. I know what it is in the marketplace and in, in the academy and the university and the colleges, in the schools, maybe even within extended families. And the question for you is a thought, a thought activity at work for you is it safe to let people know that you're a Christian? 
Is it safe? Do you have to be a little cautious around work? Because there might be some negative ramifications. So you might even be punished uh, at work in different kinds of ways, the ways that it can happen. At school, for you, is it safe? Is it safe to share that you're a follower of Jesus Christ? That you are someone who says yes to Jesus? Or maybe in relationships, maybe certain people that you know, or maybe, maybe not your immediate family, but maybe extended family, you'll, you'll, you'll see some people, and, and maybe it's not safe. It doesn't feel safe in some of that environment. You know, the expectation is that when we follow Jesus and when we receive Jesus in Christmas time, that, that the trajectory of everything is going to be like safe and trending upward and good. But in the biblical narrative, we just don't see that. In the biblical narrative, what we see time and time and time again with the characters that are walking with God is that a lot of times there's change. And sometimes that change makes it feel a little unsafe. But the good news is that even in the change, God is faithful. He knew his son was going to be in Egypt and come out of Egypt. God is faithful even in the midst of change. I'm going to close this message. Um, by the way, Kids Zone Kids, you guys did awesome today. You guys did awesome. But I'm going to close this message. Um, I'm going to show a video. Kids Zone Kids, this might be the first time you're seeing it, but I've shown it to the adults now. This is the third time I've shown it to the adults. And it's a, it, it's, uh, there's a song that plays underneath it, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. It's a song that was written by Charles Wesley. So it's a modern rendition of the song. But this song is over 200 years old. Come thou long expected Jesus. It's been around for 200 years. And older still is God's redeeming work in history. And that's Jesus, the story of Christmas. And that's a 2,000 year old story. As you look at this video, it's going to be story, it's going to be images of Different people who are a part of the biblical narrative. Abraham, Moses, Noah. You're going to see different characters in the biblical narrative. Joseph and Mary. I'd like you to consider how following God created change in their life. And it wasn't even necessarily safe. But when you see the biblical characters come up, think about the change that following God created in their life. All right. So with that, Andrew, are we ready to go? Video?